Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome back to another episode, Friday's edition of the Man to Man podcast. I am one half of the dynamic, now completely Missouri duo, Kelvin Dooley, the other half of that Missouri duo, first name Trey, last name Vine. I like to call him Big Town TV. TV, what's going on with you? Not much, man. Just uh, another day, another day with sports to talk about, and I am ready to jump in. Yeah, so I wasn't incorrect. You're you're still in Missouri, right? Yes, I am a Missouri guy. That is correct. So uh, nice. a a two man two man Missouri duo. Now, have you just completely jumped shipped on on Oklahoma like Oklahoma did the Big Twelve? Like, have you just are you done with <laughs> Oklahoma now? Oh man, I just you know I'm still an Okie at heart. Um, mm-hmm. I was born and raised in Okie. You know, I'll always be an Okie, but I'm a Missouri guy now. You know, life, life brought I got a job opportunity, you know, in Missouri College. Uh, my fiance was, you know, and she wanted to stay home. So uh, it was easier to move to the job and move to where, you know, my fiance grew up rather than try to stay in Oklahoma. Heck, I, I would have been driving even further to work. So. Um, yeah, just, just just worked out that way, and you know this is this is where a lot. Of, I'm a Pierce. Welcome to the dark side, my my <laughs> friend. Welcome to the dark side. As always, we start every show with the national holidays uh, because there's something to celebrate every day. TV today is national. I'm sorry, International Beer Day. Um, I know I know you're not a beer drinker, so I, I'm sure you don't have much takes on on international beer, right? Um, you know, one that wants to celebrate this, this day. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to be drinking any beer. I will, uh, I will partake in, you know, my moment of do ty- type of day, but that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So no beer for me, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of people around the world celebrating in International Beer Day. Absolutely. I've never had any international beer, uh, but one day. Um, Today is also National Root Beer Float Day. TV, my first experience with root beer float was my very first job at Sonic. Um, Working at Sonic, there's a million and zillion different ways you can make a drink, and root beer float is one of those ways. Mm. And I've, I've loved root beer float ever since, actually. Yeah, so I'm a big root beer float guy. Love them. Yeah. I might have to go get me one. Go to go get me a root beer float today. Um, and yeah. by the way, Kelvin, I didn't know that was something that we shared in similar. Was that we both had have had a job at Sonic? So uh, you learn something really? every day. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, know, I didn't know you worked at a Sonic, man. It was my first job ever. So yeah. Wow, wow, man. Look, man, we were meant to be, man. Yeah, I know. Right? We were meant uh, to be. Wait, right. So, real quick, what did you do at Sonic? I was just a, a cook. Ah, uh, see, I was a car hop. I wasn't. And okay. yeah, I was too pretty to be uh, back there on the grill. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was too pretty to to be on skates and too pretty to be on the grill. So, um, yeah, nice. Uh, finally, today is what is the other holiday? Today is National Cycle to Work. 
day. TV, you plan on hopping on the bike and pedaling to work? I figured that's what this was, cycle to work day. I assumed it was riding the bike to work. Uh, and, and I'm gonna have to pass. I've already got a 30, <laughs> I've already got like a 35, 40 minute drive to work. Uh, so yeah. I assume I assume on a bike we're looking at multiple hours. Yeah, absolutely. I would have to leave like right now. And right now, by the way, for those listening, we are recording this at about 11:50 in the morning. I'd probably have to leave right now to be sure and make it to work on time. And I still yeah. may not. I still may not make it. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, same thing goes for me, man. I have a, a, a good 25, 30-minute commute to work. Um, I like to show up to work fresh and clean and smelling good and not sweating. Um, so I, I'd imagine oh, my good. commute to work on a bike would be horrible. And, uh, yeah, I'll pass on that one. So yeah, I guess we just have the fortunes of not having to cycle. With that, though, we'll get inside of today's show. Coming up on today's show, uh, our weekly, our Friday Update on TV's cards and my Royals. You know we got to bring the fire with the dad jokes. We will discuss Ben si- Ben Simmons, and he's he's officially cut off all communication ties with the Sixers. And the NFL preseason is back. The NFL season is back. But without further ado, TV get us going with the moment of doom. Ah. Right on time, baby. Right on mm-hmm. time. So um, let's start here. Friends, USA, round two or part two, matchup number two, the rematch, this time for the gold. Um, USA just defeated uh, Australia to advance to the gold, uh, the, gold uh, the final round. And France beat Luka Doncic in Slovenia to get to the gold medal game. Um, TV, we've talked about this before. Um, USA lost their previous matchup, and I think it was in group play to France or exhibition, yes. one of the two. TV, yep. you you predicted USA would win gold. I predicted I was I put my money on the field, uh, and then here we have it: USA versus France, part two. Yeah, are you sticking with the USA this time? Uh. They've, they've already lost to France. That was in um, pool play, uh, like pool when, play. like when they're predicting or not predicting, but figuring out, you know, like where everybody's going to fall in their brackets. Um, and so, yeah, look, look, they already lost to them early on. Um, this team's led by Evan Fournier, uh, who I tried to, I think the last time we discussed, I tried to say he was in Orlando Magic, which he is not. He was a Boston Celtic at the time. But yep. Evan Fournier is now also, um, I think he's a Los Angeles who just signed, someone just signed Fournier to a new contract. I can't remember. Now, now I'm just making it, making it even worse. But nonetheless, he's not even a Boston Celtic anymore either. Um, so he's, he's a part of a new team again. Um, but nonetheless, Evan Fournier leads France. Uh, they, they played great the last time they went up against Team USA, but Look, you, Team USA, I think, has figured it out. They, they had a 15-point deficit to Australia, uh, turned around to smack Australia, uh, beat them pretty easily. I think I think Team USA has figured it out, and I think the, the gold medal is ours. Yeah, so Evan Fournier has signed with the Knicks. Knicks, okay. Yeah, after they um, re-signed Derrick Rose, they picked up – they traded for Kimball Walker, and now 
the addition of Evan Fournier, who was, again, a Boston Celtic. He was actually traded midseason to yeah. the Boston Celtics um, after starting the season with the Orlando Magic. Look, I'm going to stick to my guns, my big, heavy guns. Uh, I'm going with the field, and I, I hate to do so. With that, look, France, I think, yeah, again, France beat USA in a previous matchup. Um, France, look, France is playing good basketball. They beat a team who I, I thought was gold medal contending or contenders in Slovenia. Um, Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and fell one point short. So uh, I'm going to go with France. Look, USA, like you said, TV, they are clicking now, uh, which was, I guess, to come eventually, right? They got the talent. Uh, all they needed was the reps and the chemistry and the cohesion uh, before they got yeah. to this point, led by Kevin Durant, who, who is just – Proving me right in the sense that, look, he is the best player in basketball right now. Um, I know Giannis is coming off a finals MVP. I know LeBron is coming off a first-round exit. But give me Kevin Durant. And he's been the best player in this in the Olympics. He's been the best player on this team. I mean, I, he just been, he's just been – he's Kevin Durant. You know who he is. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah, you know who I am. I, yeah, I do know who you are, Kevin Durant. You're, <laughs> you're Kevin Durant, by the way. Uh, so, I'm, look, it's nice to see the Olympic uh, U.S. team clicking on all cylinders now. And we it, it's just crazy to go – it's crazy to know that the additions of Devin Booker, a perimeter scorer, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday really sharpened this team, really brought them together um, because they all offer things that the actual roster needed, which was more perimeter shooting and the perimeter defense. Which, what, which is what Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday bring. And then Devin Booker, who had a great game against Australia, uh, he brings that firepower as well. So, Absolutely. Um, I, look, I wouldn't be nearly – I wouldn't be surprised at all if USA routes France, given that they lost to them once and France had – they were feeling themselves. Nicholas Batum was talking some smack and uh, Rudy Gobert was talking some smack. So I wouldn't be surprised if they came out there and completely stumped on France. But given that France is coming this far and they do have NBA talent, I like to think that the game will be close and I'm going with France. Yeah, so with France, uh, like you mentioned, man, beating Slovenia is is a big deal. I think oh, yeah. I, th- I think that's your that's your number two, maybe your number one uh team that, that, that you are looking to get over the hump against. Uh and it's Slovenia because of Luka, and then it's Team USA because of just we know what Team USA has been in Olympic basketball, and we know what they can do. We know what that roster is is just full of talent. Um, so those are your top two teams. They've already beat them both. They beat USA in pool play. They just beat Slovenia in the in the to get to the gold medal game. Um, they they they've got to be confident right they, they know they can beat anyone in this olympic field uh they've beaten the two teams that i would say are, are who you are watching out for and worried about the most um so i i think this team's got to be very confident in themselves they probably you know they're, they're not going to be worried at all coming into this match they know they can beat team usa they've already done it once um but team usa is clicking i think they're doing it at the right time like you said the additions of those three guys who, who were playing in the finals, um, that has made them better. Uh, and I think they're just clicking on all cylinders. I think they get the best of France in the gold medal match. Yeah, and by the way, Kevin Durant is going for his third gold medal, I think, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Um, so he's already – he is rapidly making the claim for 
uh, one of the greatest Olympian basketball players ever. Um, yeah. You know, just over the span of the last decade, um, he is entering himself in that conversation. So, with the NFL preseason, it is kicked off with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Dallas Cowboys in a game that started out very slow. And I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of scoring, Kelvin, but then again, uh, they didn't play all of their starters either, so or very many of their starters for that matter. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers come out on top with a 16-3 to win. Um, I'm not sure that there's a whole lot about the game that stands out to me. Um, you know, Mason Rudolph performed well as a backup for the Steelers. He threw the ball pretty well. Um, that, that was one thing that I was paying attention to. I think he was like 6 of 9 for 84 yards to start the game. And, and then I think they pulled him um, for – uh, Dwayne Haskins to get some time, the quarterback that we could not think of last last or on Tuesday's show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, – and then Dwayne Haskins came in and played a little bit. But nonetheless, um, look, it's just nice to see football back, right? Guys on, guys in pads, like you mentioned, hitting each other. Um, and, and football's back, and we're ready for it to start up again. Yeah, so football's back. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you led with, there's not – it's not really a lot of takeaways you can get from – the very first preseason game of the NFL season. Yeah. Um, you know, there's not really much to talk about. But I did watch the broadcast, and I was more interested in everything not football because uh, I can care less about the Steelers and Cowboys. <laughs> so a couple of things that stuck out to me, um, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning joining the ESPN broadcast booth. Um, yeah. For as Ma- Peyton Manning explained, it was like watching football with your friends at, at a bar. So I'm interested, uh, Peyton Manning, who has always been great behind the mic and great being mic'd up, uh, I'm interested to see him and Eli brothers actually talk football um, and, you know, in a, in a much more fun, looser setting compared to the actual, you know, Sunday night booth or Monday night booth. Uh, so yeah. I learned that was a thing coming up this upcoming season. So that's your, I, I plan on tuning anytime they're on the Monday night broadcast. I think it's all Monday night games. I will be tuned in. Cause that's, I, I think that sounds really fun to hear those two. Uh, they're both really great inter- entertainers. I don't know if you follow Peyton Manning, all of his 16 commercials and SNL <laughs> appearances. Yes. Uh, both of those guys are just really good sports in the commercials. They're really great. Uh, what else did I learn? Um, yes. Dwayne Haskins. I learned an, a new quarterback, the same guy that we blamed on last week or Tuesday. I, when I was watching the telecast, I'm like, that's that guy's name. Yeah. And uh, he didn't look bad, actually. Like, he struggled with the with the football team a lot during his first season and a half. Uh, but he didn't look bad with the Steelers. So, um, that, I think that just goes to show that he's maturing a little bit. He's behind a, a veteran quarterback in Big Ben. Um, he said he's feeling healthy and ready to go. Uh, I know Pittsburgh has a very, very sour taste in their mouth after losing, what, seven straight games to end of the season? Yeah, I think so, I think all but one of those those last games they lost there at the end of the season. So Yeah. yeah uh, rough, so, rough stretch, yeah. Um, I also learned that Dak Prescott was out with a shoulder strain. Oh. So, um, look, he's coming off an ankle injury, a leg injury, and then he, he's entering this season with a shoulder strain with Jay Moore tight week injury i don't know if that was just a hard knocks thing you know i don't know i haven't tuned in to hard knocks i don't think the first episode drops until the 10th anyway but nonetheless yeah uh, i don't know it, it, it just smells a little fishy with the cowboys and again i don't know if it's just a tv thing or not but 
uh, that was really my takeaways from the game. I don't, I didn't really care to like really dissect the actual football game because it's the Hall of Fame game. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's hard to, to pull apart, you know, what you saw in the game. Um, yeah. But j- just to add to the, I guess it's the Hall of Fame game. It's hard to find. Uh, here's here's two things that stood out to me before we finish it up. No injuries, which is great. Um, yes. To, to see no one get injured. Um, the preseason games has been there's been talk about, you know, eliminating one or eliminating them in general, to, just to get less um, on field time for these guys before their season starts. That way, there's less injuries. So it's nice to see no injuries uh, during the game, and then or no serious injuries, nothing like that during the game. And on top of that, uh, late draft pick. Um, Presley Harvin, the punter for the Steelers. Uh, Young, I don't know if he's actually going to start at punter, but he was punting for them last night. I mean, dropped a dime, Kelvin, right on the goal line. I don't know if you saw that punt. I did. Oh, my goodness. What a punt. It was was beautiful. Yeah, and, yeah, one more thing. Najee Harris played Uh in the game. Uh, Now, I was actually – it was poor timing. When he got – I only seen one carry, and that was, I think, his very first carry as an NFL player. He ran for a first down. I missed the other two carries. And then um, the Cowboys' first-round pick, Micah Parsons, who um, is linebacker out of Penn State. I got to see him play. He finished the game with three tackles. Um, It's not like I was watching him intently, but he did flash. He recovered a fumble. And when when I did tune in and when I was actually watching the game, he just seemed to be around the football. Take that wherever you – I mean, the value in that to whomever in the first preseason game, preseason game, I'll let you guys decide that. But, hell, in his first two possessions, he just seemed to be around the football. So, um, again, do with that as you may. But their two first-round picks look relatively good. Absolutely. Now on to the NBA. Well, TV, I think this Ben Simmons uh, situation will get a little messy. So it has been reported that Ben Simmons has cut off all communications with the 76ers, and he's ignoring the phone calls from his teammate, Joel Embiid. All communications must go through Rich Paul, Ben Simmons' agent uh, from Clutch Sports. TV, your thoughts on Ben Simmons turning the other cheek on the 76ers and ignoring Joel Embiid's phone calls? In, in a situation like this, it's hard to – I don't know. It's hard to predict or guess or even have much of a say, I guess, on what's going on because, mm-hmm. I mean, there hasn't been much information released, you know, to, to say what exactly why. Um, but somebody did him wrong, right? Somebody must have done Ben Simmons wrong. And, look, no matter what you think of Ben Simmons as a ball player, and, look, I'm not that high on Ben Simmons – uh, his 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 shooting ability his shooting ability isn't isn't the greatest. Um, it seemed like in the playoffs, uh, a lot of people were picking him apart for you know giving the ball up on fast breaks when he's the guard and he should have been bringing it down. You know, and he's you know giving it off to the likes of ben, of of Joel Embiid and, and other guys that should not be bringing the ball down on the fast break. Yada yada yada. No matter what you think of this guy, someone must have done him wrong for him to have cut him off. And, and for him to not want to talk to Joel Embiid, um, and, that, and that's just not that, that that if that's the case, that's not cool. Um, you know, this guy this guy shouldn't feel like he has to cut off any conversation with anyone from that team. 
Uh, I, I get it from from a front off, like if he doesn't want to discuss things with a front office standpoint, but to cut things off with teammates too, he must have something. He must have heard something. Somebody must have been talking. Uh, I feel like I feel like he feels like he's been done wrong by the Philadelphia 76ers, and he is done, and he just wants out. I don't know. That's yeah, my initial take, but I'm I'm not I'm not sure. Like I said, it's hard it's hard to know because I have no clue what exactly has has transpired between him and the 76ers, but I feel like he feels like he has been done wrong. Yeah. TV, you're wrong. Let me let me tell you why. Ben oh. Simmons and everybody wrong. Okay? Now, look, here. how about this? I would – tell me how this sounds. And Ben Simmons entered the, with the same jump shot or w- with the same ability to shoot, which was just shoot, right? Yeah. Lonzo Ball can now shoot a three-point – Shots. He attempts them, attempts three-point shots, and he can make them. Not at a high clip, not at a very high rate, not at, at an elite rate. I think percent. That's pretty well for an NBA shooter, especially for a guy who entered the league not shooting the ball in Lonzo. Now, it just doesn't make sense that they play the same position. One guy has clearly worked on his game and gotten better, and Ben Simmons, a better player, hasn't gotten better. Or not even that. He has. He's not even taking the jump shots. So no, Ben Simmons has done the seven and sixes wrong. And the fact that oh, he's hitting a lot of noise and he's getting a lot of back and he's getting a lot of booze. You want to turn your cheeks to the Sixers and its fans and Joel Embiid? No, you know what? He get out of there, Ben Simmons. Now the his beef with Joel Embiid, I kind of get because Embiid on multiple occasions has called out Ben Simmons without actually calling him out or indirectly calling him out. Uh, he called him out for passing that ball to Thibault in the playoffs. He called him out um, with his lack of ability to take the open jump shots when he has six, ten feet of space and he's not taking – he's not pulling the trigger. He's called out Ben Simmons before. Maybe Ben Simmons is just tired of being called out. He's tired of the little uh, subtle shit direction. So I get that part. To cut out his communication with the Sixers – I mean, I guess that's what he has an agent for. Um, I guess it only takes on a it takes on a, a, lot, a light of its own when his agent is Rich Paul, who has completely taken over NBA basketball in 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 terms of agency and what it means to rep players and and you know have clients. He is he's really doing his thing for Clutch Sports and LeBron James. Um, so look, Ben Simmons. It's been reported that he's he does not want to go to New Orleans. He does not want to go to Portland. He would rather go to Golden State or the Lakers. The thing with that is he doesn't have much leverage because um, he's Ben Simmons. Is he's a good player and all, but he's not like that good. Um, yeah. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if he can sit here and call this like some of the elite players could do. No, he is his problem is himself. He can't look to 76ers like the 76ers have done him wrong. They've had his back throughout the throughout the process. They've had his back. They supported him. They try to surround him with the with the proper. Uh, development to make sure he gets a jump shot. He has failed the 76ers. And to think that he's only 24 years old, 25 years old, there's a lot of room to improve, but he has to be willing to put that time in. So hopefully his next destination, which I'm assuming that will happen because he can't stay there after cutting off ties and not talking to the best player in Joel Embiid. Hopefully in this next destination, he will be a better player. Yeah, I'm with you 100% in terms of he has failed the team. Um, and he has done himself, 
you know, a, a disservice by not not improving his game enough. Um, I guess I guess where I was going is more of just you know, it, despite his bad play, you know, like it maybe there's something going on outside of you know now that the season's over, maybe he's heard some rumors, maybe he's heard some talking about people talking about him, you know. Uh, trade, you know, trying to get him out, trying to get rid of, you know, and maybe he just feels like he's been done wrong. Maybe he feels like someone's, you know, trying to push him out anyway. So now he just wants to get himself out of the way. That's all I was really saying. But yeah, one hundred percent, man. He's he's not played good. Like I said, I'm not a fan of his game. I don't think he's performed well. Um, he didn't play well in the playoffs, giving up the ball, uh, not taking control when he, as a point guard, should be. Um, yeah, man. Look, he, he's got he's got to get better. And if the 76ers are done with him and he feels like he's been done wrong, I'm okay with cutting off all your ties, man. Get get the heck out of there if you don't feel um, wanted, if you don't feel comfortable. Get the heck out of there, man. Get go somewhere else. You know, you're you're not, you know, maybe may, maybe you're stuck in in a bad spot because of where you're at. Go somewhere else, man. Try a new a new change of pace, a new scenery, um, and go try it with another team. So. Uh, I think that would probably be better for Ben Simmons and the 76ers, to be honest with you. Is there a team or fit that you think Ben Simmons will look good in? Um, I think he would be phenomenal with the Golden State Warriors. That It would really be cheating if he went to the Warriors. You surround him with that shooting and his ball handling presence and what he can do in transition and defensively alongside Draymond Green. TV, that would be scary, I think, if he went to Golden State. I don't think that will happen. Um, yeah, I don't see a, a really avenue for him to be with the Lakers, but you put his defensive presence on that old team. Um, I mean, it's not like they can shoot the ball now. So I, I really don't know how they're going to shoot the ball with Ben. We're going to floor at the, at the same time. <laughs> but, none, you know, I, I, defensively, that team would with him manning the perimeter and AD in the middle. Man, that'd be tough. Uh, and then you have uh, LeBron, who is still a good defender. He's, not, he's still a good defender. But the best fit, in your opinion. Yeah, so I'm not a big fan. Just to go off the two you just mentioned, I'm not a big fan of him at, at the Lakers. Um, I just – I don't – I don't. honestly, right now, they don't have enough depth. They don't have enough scoring um, outside of their two. Well, Russ is going to be nice. I mean, he's going to be a third edition. Um but they don't have any pure shooters like you mentioned, really. I mean, I think I think they got rid of everyone that can pull the trigger from outside. They did add a re- they did add Ariza and um, they brought they brought Howard back. They added um, Wayne uh, Ellington. Yeah. Wayne Ellington. But I just I don't know. Um, nonetheless, not a huge fan of him there. I do agree with you. I think the Warriors would be really unique. Um, I think that would be fun to watch. Uh, with with all the shooting around him, all the all the uh, options to shoot the ball around him, with him, um, heck, crashing the glass on on those shooters. He's a big guard. He can get in and rebound with Draymond. Um, yeah, I think I think that would be fun to watch. Uh, but like you said, I think it would be almost like it almost be weird because it, you know, like he doesn't even does he even work on his shot then because he just steps into a role with shooters and his job's clearly not going to be to shoot the ball. So um, yeah. Yeah, but but I, I think that would be a good fit for him. Um, otherwise, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like contention type teams. Um, him pair with Luca. What do you think about no, that one? No, I don't think. No, I don't think so. I don't know why it just doesn't draw. I would say the first team I guess that came to mind is is if 
the Clippers needed, but I just I don't know. They they have some shooting. Lou Williams was, was coming off the bench. Um, he's a great shooter. Uh, to pair him with with Kawhi, I don't I don't know exactly how that would work, but um, to to kind of play behind a, such a quiet leader who just does everything well in Kawhi Leonard, I think that would help him out in just in terms of developing his game. But I don't know how well that that team would would play together. But the Clippers, I guess, interest me, but I, I still don't know that I love it. I think I like the Warriors the most out of the out of the teams that that I'm just trying to think of playoff contending teams. Yeah. Like the Warriors might be the team that immediately draws my attention. I hate that you even brought up the Clippers. You know, I just, I, <laughs> I, I really dislike it, man. <laughs> I really don't like it, uh, especially given that Kawhi Leonard won't even play next season. Um, you, you don't know, know that. I do know that because he doesn't play now. He just doesn't play now. So why am I led to believe he'll play next season? I mean, he's not playing. Okay, he's well, not playing. Um. Yeah. He. No. He. That guy. Now, if you want to discuss Paul George, you know, someone who's actually on the court. Um. Yeah. We could. We could talk Ben Simmons and PG. My only thing with the Clippers, similar to the Lakers, I don't know if they have the trade assets to to bring in. Yeah. Um. Ben Simmons. They gave up so much to get Paul George. So. Um. Yeah. I, look. I just truth be told, TV. I don't want nobody being led by Kawhi Leonard. One. I, I hate that Anthony Davis got the nickname Street Clothes. We should give Kawhi Leonard the nickname Street. Um, Kawhi sit in the press box during the playoffs. Leonard, that, something like you know. Come on, man. That's a long nickname. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, is it me or you with the with the the cars? Or, no, I think it's you. Cars and Royals. Yeah, I'll jump. I'll jump in. Cars Royals, man. Uh, look, I don't. I, this can either go on for another hour or I can make it short and sweet and it can just be a couple of minutes. Um, last time we talked, we were starting the series with the Minnesota Twins, a team that I believe the Cardinals took two out of three against. Um, in the one game they lost, they blew it. Uh, they had a lead and blew the lead to let the Twins come back and win. And then they go into a game or a series against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, they do a lot of the same, Kelvin, and they <laughs> they blow two leads in two of these games to end up losing. And one, they just they just lost. They lost to the Atlanta Braves, but they get swept in a three game series. They blow two leads. Um, bullpen is not looking good. It it was our our centerpiece, and it is kind of crumbling as the season comes down. Which, I mean, can't be that much of a surprise, right? When your starting rotation is injured and your starting rotation is not performing well uh, while, while the, you know, top arms are injured. Mm-hmm. Look, look, your bullpen gets a lot of work. Eventually that bullpen's going to wear down. Eventually that bullpen is not going to perform well and the Cardinals have hit that point. Um, it was two weeks ago. I was really singing a heavy tune that this, that this rotation was picking it up or that this uh, lineup was picking it up. The batting was getting good. We were hitting the ball well. Uh, we looked great. A lot of players were coming around. I was excited for Jack Flaherty, our ace starter, to come back to the rotation, which is still going to happen soon. Um, but two weeks ago, man, I was I was singing the tune. I was feeling good. I was ready for a turnaround. Uh, today, we sit two games below 500. We just got swept by the Atlanta Braves, and we've lost 
four out of our last six. So four, yeah, we lost four out of six this last week. Um, we start a series against Kansas City Royals. So, uh, you know, hey, a team that's below 500. But look, the way the Cardinals are playing, man, I and, and after getting swept by the Braves, I hate to do it. I hate to do it, Kelvin. But I am going to officially write the ship. The St. Louis Cardinals season is probably done. I, I still can't say it. I said probably. I can't even say it. I, they, they, uh, they Go ahead and say it, man. Just say it. Go ahead and say it. They might be done. They might have a chance to make the playoffs, <laughs> but I don't think they can do it. All right. It's embarrassing. Uh, no, no, you shouldn't be embarrassed, man. No, nah, you shouldn't be embarrassed. Now, regardless, I, I know they had high hopes given the additions they made this offseason. Um, but, yeah, I mean, no, there's still a chance because, again, outside of the N- NL West, I, no one really sticks out to me in the National League outside of those three teams, uh, arguably arguably the three best teams in baseball and in, that, in, that, in some order, Giants, Dodgers, Padres. But, um, no, there's still a chance, Stevie. You guys have a – a much higher percentage chance than we do. So uh, speaking of we do, the Kansas City Royals, yeah, like TV alluded to, we do kick off a three-game series against the Cardinals dating back to last Friday. So the Royals were like kind of rolling heading into last Friday, having beat up on the Tigers, uh, having swept the Tigers, and and then taking two of three, uh, I'm sorry, three of four from the AL West, AL West. AL Central leading uh, Chicago White Sox. And then we hit the road to face the surging and hot and bashing Toronto Blue Jays, and they sweep the hell out of us. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, the Blue Jays just are – they are a good team, and, man, they can really hit the ball. And then we hit the road again to take on those same aforementioned White Sox, and we take two or three out of from those guys. So, I mean – the, I guess the best part within the last week and a half is TV. We're playing outstanding in division baseball. Yeah. Uh, the same thing that we struggled at to start the season, or at least in the midway through the season, we were really getting our bus kicked by the division. Um, our last three series against division opponents, man, we've, I think, lost only three games um, in those three series. So that is, that's, that's really good. Now, heading into this series, uh, as TV talked about, this is a struggling Cardinals team right now. Um, it's a good stretch of baseball. We, we'll get to see from the Royals. We got the Cards, Yankees off day. The Cards come to Kansas City yep. uh, for the next series, and then we got the the Astros, who are quietly quietly one of the better teams in baseball as well. Um, talk about just a well rounded team. The Astros are that, yes, and they will be in contention. Man, um, I hate to see it, but I, I there's a part of me that loves to see it too because it only proves, man, like why the hell did you cheat? And I, I came across this article TV of, of someone questioning why we still get on get on the Astros, and I'm like, this is why we still get on the Astros because look at the talent, look what they're still doing. They still possess a lot of talent. They can still pitch. They may be the best hitting team in baseball. Um, they have MVPs in Springer and Carrera, and not Springer. He's on the Blue Jays. Um, Altuve and Carrera, Carrera. I cannot say that name. Yeah, two young MVPs. I mean. No, this is why we're pissed at the Astros because they – come on, man. Like, this is, that is a talented team. And I've seen this team play a lot. I got to see those. We had to come back from a, what, 3-1 deficit against the same, against the same Astros teams in the postseason. I know what this team is about, man. They could really do this. 
So why they cheat, I'll I, I probably never get over that TV. Just like you can't get over Baez showboating, day <laughs> winning walk-off sack fly. <laughs> I can like, take that this thing cheated. Like, they just, I don't yeah. know, man. There's something about a small market team starting from the bottom like the Royals did, like the Astros did, and winning World Series and watch those guys cheat. Nonetheless, yeah. back to the Kansas City Royals. I uh, know they're playing good baseball right now. The White Sox, I, I, I swear I wish that AL Central was uh, more of a battle because the White Sox are looking poor right now. Yeah. Um, so the fact that there isn't a team contending with the White Sox in this division frustrates me. And it could be the Royals, but, hell, we see what they're doing um, in terms yeah. of a team record part. But, look, um, TV, do you want to put a little wager on this Cardinals and Royals season? Series? It, well, it don't even got to be a wager. Um I don't know. The prediction. Something. Yeah, because um, your team is struggling. My team is actually playing good baseball after we shipped off some of our players. Well, look, if the Cardinals don't come out of this series above 500, I'm going to say this because I was struggling <laughs> to say I was struggling to say that the season was over uh, uh-huh. when, when I was given my spiel on the Cardinals playing like dog crap. Um, and so – if they don't come out of the series above 500, which and the only way to do that is to sweep this series, win all three games, to make them 56 and 55. If they don't do that, the season is over. So I'm going to mm. go ahead and do it. I'm going to be a Cardinal homer one more time, Kelvin. The St. Louis Cardinals will sweep the Kansas City Royals this weekend. Jesus Christ. That's it. I've got to be a homer one more time. I've got to believe in my guys one more time before my season is completely over. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Uh, all right, uh, I won't go. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't match your. I wouldn't match your energy and say there's no way in hell that the <laughs> that the lowly Cardinals are going to sweep the lowly Royals. Uh, but anything's possible. No, look, I, I I will safely predict we take this series. Okay, okay. I, I will. I will at least go that far. Uh, I know we got rid of Duffy. We got rid of Jorge Soler. We got rid of Kelvin Gutierrez. We got rid of uh, another player that's blanked my mom. But look, we come into this game with the best catcher, TV. We come into this game with the best starting pitching. You got, I know you guys have more bigger names and actual ace, but uh, our starting pitching has been great over the last week. Uh, we come in with a better bullpen. I know bullpen has been the Cardinals' weakness. And, um, man, I would love to be there. I'll be in St. Louis. I probably won't be able to attend the game, but I would love to attend uh, this Royals Cardinals Bush Stadium matchup. Absolutely. But, yeah, we'll take two out of three from those guys. I would. I would love to see it. Uh, you're not taking two out of three. Um, in fact, in fact, I'm looking at tonight's matchup, and it's Adam Wainwright versus Mike Miner. And good luck beating Adam Wainwright. If there's any pitcher that the Cardinals are confident in winning the game when he goes out on the mound right now, it is Adam Wainwright. <laughs> so good luck winning this first game tonight. Look, Wayno, uh, he's due for one of those hiccups. Like, he's he's been relatively solid, and I know this not having watched him, but he was on my uh, baseball fantasy team, so he's been solid lately. But he's yeah. due for a hiccup today. Or, yeah, right. today. He's, he's yeah. due for that game. So tonight would be that game, TV. Because we've been crushing the ball lately, man. Like, Dingers everywhere. Oppo tacos, straight <laughs> center field, pull home runs, foul pull home runs. Our nine hitters are hitting home runs. We're, we've been cranking the ball lately. So, yeah, you know, good luck, Wayno, man. Let, let's just keep this fun. Let's let's make one more one more uh, 
prediction then. Who okay. are you going to guarantee hits a home run tonight? Ooh, I like that one. I will guarantee Salvador Perez shows up everybody in Bush Stadium and cranks two home runs tonight, multi-game home run, one to center field, one to left field against Wainwright, and then whoever <laughs> you guys bring in in the eighth inning. <laughs> okay, so Salvi's your guy. <laughs> Look, you're throwing a lefty. Nolan Arenado loves his lefties. He's looking for home run number 22 tonight. We got Nolan Arenado going deep against the Royals tonight. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. All right, there you have it. Hey, when 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 my prediction comes true, please comment that Kelvin, you're a great analyst after my prediction <laughs> comes true, and give Trey a thumbs down, okay? <laughs> on whatever platform this happens on, make that happen. Now on to the funnest, that's not a word, but the funnest part of the man-to-man Friday show, Dad Joke Friday. Dad's home. Dad's um, home. TV, we tied last week. We will not tie this week because I have a complete crusher of a joke. Okay. All right, so I'll kick it off nice and cheesy for you, all right? Okay. TV, did you know that the first French fries weren't cooked in France? They were cooked in Greece. Greece. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one coming, dude. I read that. That was a good one. <laughs> That was a good one. I could see it. As soon as you said they weren't cooked in France, I was like, wait, yeah. they were cooked in Greece, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I love it. Um, okay. So I've got one for you, Kelvin. If April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Ooh, if if April showers brings May flowers, then May flowers bring June heat. No, they just bring pilgrims. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. That was a horrible quality dad joke. A horrible quality dad joke. Yeah, that was just a horrible dad joke, man. That was a horrible quality dad joke. Tell, tell, um, me, tell me you under you 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 know what the Mayflower is, right? Of course. Of course. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Of course. Uh yeah, but yeah, that's why it's a horrible joke. I like I was I wasn't expecting that. And that yeah, that really yeah. <laughs> maybe the joke wasn't horrible then. Maybe you just were thinking you know, along the lines of the months and the dad joke just took you by surprise. Right, right. So <laughs> I guess that's the sign of a good dad joke when, yeah, when you try to overthink it and it's, it's just as simple as, yeah, I mean, pilgrims, I guess. Out of the, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a dad joke, man. That's, yeah. uh, you know, what? for your simplicity and um, I guess having a little history lesson with the pilgrims, man, <laughs> victory. <laughs> Victory TV. I don't know. I like I like I like the grease one though too. That one's that that's a quality one. Uh, no, yeah, the grease one's fire, and that one that was nice and hot for the month of August. There you go. Uh, but I, I seen that I couldn't resist myself. I couldn't absolutely. I had to say that one. Well, with that, that brought up the conclusion of Friday's episode of the Man to Man podcast. TV, what episode are we on? Uh, this was episode number thirty. Thirty, nice. Um, man, I. 
should we now should we wait so episode 100 is that's pretty far away uh should we have like a grand 50 episode bash party yeah um, maybe um maybe. i like i like i like the the sound of that um yeah it doesn't I, sound yeah, 50 50 would probably be the good number um you know because i yeah, yeah, I think we should do that actually. Um, just yeah. at some point, maybe maybe just have a like a celebratory type and discuss you know how where we've gone from episode one to episode X. You know. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, we'll we'll talk more about that. Absolutely. Hey, please comment, like, subscribe, talk about, share. Uh, when you see TV, yeah, pick his brain about the podcast. Share it over a, a glass of Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, you know, whatever it takes, man. We appreciate the listens, whether that's one person or 60. Thank you. Appreciate the time. We will see you guys on Tuesday.